This is Waves, a podcast from APTA Michigan. I'm Katherine Klein. We're devoting the next series of episodes to the topic of diversity in the physical therapy workforce. We are fortunate to have five very special guests tell us about their experiences as a minority and how it has affected their education and careers. After we hear from each guest, we will have a roundtable discussion. I hope you'll join us. Today's guest is Dr. Mahir Trivedi. Hello, everyone. My name is Mihir Kumar Trivedi. I'm also known as Mihir Trivedi. I'm a foreign educated physical therapist. I uh, completed my Bachelor of Physical Therapy from India in 2006. I also completed my transitional doctor of physical therapy from Utica College, Utica, New York in 2014. I am currently living in uh, Lansing area, Michigan. I am a certified exercise expert for aging adults. Since I obtained my physical therapy license for Michigan in 2009, I spent majority of my time working in variety of uh, settings like outpatient clinics, home healthcare, and skilled nursing facilities across Central Michigan, Western, and Southeast Michigan. So I've been all over part of the Michigan. I am a member of American Physical Therapy Association, APTA um, Michigan chapter, and geriatric section since 2014. I'm currently serving as a Eastern District Director for since um, 2019. I enjoy assisting leaders of the Eastern District in creating volunteer opportunities and organizing CU courses throughout the year for members and non-members. I am also a co-chair for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee of APTA Michigan. I'm also a state co-advocate of geriatric section for Michigan and a liaison to development and outreach work group of health promotion and wellness special interest group of APTA Geriatrics. When did you move to the U.S. and what was it like to get your, you said you had a transitional doctorate, right? Correct. So I moved in the U.S. in 2007. I was originally came to Utah for my master's and I transferred here to Michigan State. And uh, so after 2009, there was a lot of obstacles I had ditched, which I will, you know, eventually talk about those obstacles here that uh, I felt that I needed to overcome to be a, to become a better clinician. So I started searching myself uh, which route I wanted to go through. And then I decided that work on my transitional DPT, which could uh, give me a good platform. And uh, it really did open a lot of doors for me. Throughout um, your journey as a physical therapist, both outside of the U.S. and in the U.S., what have you experienced that built a strong relationship um, between people in the majority and minorities like yourself? Oh, boy. <laughs> There's a lot to it. It all started when I was in high school or when I was a kid. So during my like uh, teenager, like my dad is primary care physician in India. And uh, he's practicing with alternative medicines made from herbs and plants. 
so during my teenage years i helped him a lot in his clinics and uh, assisted him with his clerical work also so i saw him uh, treating patients very closely and i grew up with that affection and passion towards curing illness and improving quality of life for patients so i had decided to be part of you know health related field but i wasn't sure which field to select i could become a physician like my dad but i just wanted to do something different i wanted to get something for myself to satisfy my my desire uh, to become a better clinician so when i tried to be part of it when i actually uh, was searching actively about different field it was very hard for me because one is uh, there were not not lot of uh, colleges or universities there and i had to actually go out of state to uh, to get the degree or to get the admission for that and another reason was i completed my 10 plus 2 entire my schooling in my native language which is different than english english is my secondary language and uh, all pt education in india at that time also and now also been conducted in english so due to having very few colleges i still wanted to go to other state and wanted to fulfill my dreams so i was kind of moved out like approximately 680 miles away from my state my home to do that so majority and minority actually started right there i was in a very unknown place i was not knowing anybody i'm a strict uh, um vegetarian diet follower because of my religion and then i had to be at the place that uh, their primary food is seafood so adjusting that having lot of challenges in having all the curriculum in different language none of my uh, friends or my classmates were with me i had a majority of students from the different part of the country so it was biggest challenge but then i took my time i uh, started step by step uh, learning people making friends adjusting with my lifestyle i changed my lifestyle i uh, became more involved with pt profession with uh, study learned a lot of things with the language and all that so i think it was a crucial part for me i believe that helped me a lot to survive and after completion of my uh, physical therapy school there i i had a confidence that i wanted to pursue more i wanted to do more so that is the one of the reason why i actually selected or to, opted to be here in united states and pursue my dreams so that's how i came from india to here during my period of journey i think i have encountered lot of cultural religious custom differences or you can call diversities during my time and that actually helped me to to get that level so i could accustomed anywhere and that's when i came here initially in utah it was a completely different environment first of all it was completely different i can say atmosphere uh different weather it was very cold weather over there in india it's very hot humid extremely humid weather 
where I used to live. So a lot of adjustments, but I think I made it. Yeah, I can't imagine the adjustment from <laughs> India to Utah. That must have been shocking. It was, it was, absolutely. And I moved like just before September in Utah. So you know how the cold starts in September and it gets you know worse in winter. That was interesting to me that PT school in India is all in English. Yes, yes. They have they are meeting with some international standards. So and that was the another reason also. So being a foreign educated PT, we have to have our credential evaluation done here prior to apply for a license to any state. So when we apply, they uh, the foreign uh, credential agency here, which is also known as FCCPT, they actually evaluate your uh, education and determine that how much you're lacking on how much uh, you need to, how many credits you need to complete in order to be equivalent of what the education is here by upper by captive. So that was uh, one of the advantage uh, I think I had uh, during my PT school in India, even though it was in uh, English language and I had to overcome that language barrier, but it actually helped me a lot. Yeah, I can imagine it would have been even harder had you not already learned the terminology in, in English before trying to get your license over here. Yes, absolutely. Did you learn English in your 10 plus 2 or did you not learn English at all until PT school? No, we had English as a subject. I mean, in a lot of part of India, we speak English a lot. I think English is the second most used language uh, in India. So English was always the part of us from before. But I actually never had to speak English with other people to communicate because uh, everybody could understand my language and I could understand their language as long as I was in uh, that country. And we have most common other language also that most of people could understand that. Now, the place I moved to do my PT school, they have very little or no communication in other languages. So it was, so basically the English was kind of part, uh, main way of communication. Once you made it to the U.S., were there any obstacles as you became a practitioner or difficulties you encountered with patients because of your minority status? Good question. Thank you so much for asking me that. Yes, definitely. As a being a foreign educated PT, I would like to explain you a little the process. So I initially, I had to apply for credential evaluation. Once I completed that, I applied for state of Michigan for a PT license. And I think back in 2008 or 9, they didn't ask for any extra credits. Now FCCPT has whole nother criteria. And that's a whole different story. But at that time, they would ask for a English proficiency test, which is a TOEFL. We have to give the TOEFL exam because English is not my primary language. So that was part of it. And uh, once I completed that, I was eligible to take an exam. Now, I had a lot of difficulties with exam itself because, uh, as we know, that a lot of uh, questions comes related to research. 
Now, in my PT school, when I was in India, we did not have a research part extend exclusively. I mean, we had some like a little bit touch up, but not enough because over there, research would come into the master's program. So I did my only bachelor program over there. So during the exam, I had very limited resource. So it took me a little while to get there and I uh, completed my PT exam. I obtained the license, I think probably end of 2009. So there was another challenges for me to, for job hunting. Biggest thing was job here. I feel like when most of the students here while they are receiving their education they have the opportunity to part of that clinical rotation i have mentored two students so i now know that what is the importance of those rotations how you get that exposure you you get to learn on different techniques you get to learn the way physical therapy is being practiced being uh, you'll get to learn how to treat the patients you get to learn patients' perspective, their uh, difficulty, their health issues, other issues also, and you get to know them. So by the time you uh, obtain your license here, you are ready to roll in. You have opportunities. You know where you want to go. Frankly speaking, I didn't know much. I did not have much of the exposure. Another biggest challenge I had at that time was documentation. I didn't have any experience with documentation because I never had to deal with insurance before. So there was another challenge. I had to learn through it. I had to improve myself. So that was another reason I wanted to actually get into the uh, doctorate program. Uh, and the transitional program was a good help. And I learned a lot about evidence-based practice and uh, transitional uh, DPT and all that. So that actually gave me a good platform. Wow, I can't imagine having to... So you were working full-time having not known how to document? Correct, yes. I uh, first. I still remember my first few days. I had like first few days of orientation. I had to know about the documentation. I had. I was given a whole booklet, so... If you if you have worked in a home health care, they give you the booklet for start of care. They give you check checklist. They give you all the documentation. At that time, not many uh, home care agency was actually involved with EMR, electronic medical records. So most of them were doing documentations by hand on the notes. So I had to learn all of that, all the like company policies, HIPAAs patient documentation, how to do them, how to correctly uh, bill, how to properly treat patients, what to document, where to document, whom to contact, where to obtain the verbal orders, everything. Wow. I feel like saying that would be stressful is an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was part of learning because I was ready. I knew that everything is going to be new for me. I knew that I had to take challenges. If I wanted to become successful, be clinician, I had to all do all of that. So I was ready for it. Yes, it was stressful. It was challenging for me. But I think I was very fortunate to have a few 
friends who were already into the system who knew all this from before so that actually helped me so managing my time like here you have to um, make your own schedule <clears throat> you have to have patient on certain times you have to contact patient ahead of the time and so the communication was a huge part because i had very uh, heavy accent at that time i know you can probably see still some accent right now but at that time very heavy accent and i used to speak a lot faster than what i'm speaking now so a lot of patients would not understand me and they would often not picking up my calls thinking that you know they would think that uh, some telemarketers or somebody is calling them and try to sell something so that was kind of challenging you mentioned that you had some friends who kind of helped you get involved in physical therapy as well how did you know people within pt to find a job and that type of thing so in india there were a lot of uh, students like me who wanted to go to the different country and you know fulfill their dreams so i have a few students who are my uh, seniors in the schools and they came here and then they became they, they became pt here and they started uh, working here so i knew few of them and they helped me a lot they actually give me a lot of guidance on different way of practicing here and like going through all those legalities and formalities to get the license that's great that you had that support like that i'm sure that was probably invaluable at that time oh definitely it was it was can you speak a little bit about the diversity equity and inclusion committee and what inspired you to get involved with that sure so last year probably in march during the board meeting of mpta which is now apta michigan um, they have decided to go for a task force for diversity equity and inclusion and the uh, main initiative person i would say the vice president current vice president edward mathis he played a very important role in this and so i want to give all kudos to him he was uh, one of the initiator so he contacted me and told me about task force i agreed i wanted to do something because i knew that how much struggle i had as a foreign education educated therapist i wanted to do something i wanted to have some resources for others also not just for foreign educated therapists but also for minorities what are kind of the first goals or actions of the the committee our goal was very clear we wanted to promote diversity equity and inclusion within the physical therapy profession to mirror the communities we serve so like uh, the mission statement of apt of michigan what supports the physical therapists physical therapists assistants and students who work to optimize the health of all people in our community so we wanted to reflect that in our goals so we started with the objectives our first objective was to increase diversity within our chapters membership leadership and the profession with inclusion of all underrepresented groups our another objective was to educate 
professionals in Michigan to appreciate our similarities, understands our differences to bridge the gap, and create a harmonious partnership when working with various cultural groups. Also, another objective was to promote engagement with uh, PT professionals, students, and prospective students from minority and underrepresented communities in Michigan. And also to identify the barriers of social determinants of health that impact the entry into the profession and affect the equity within the profession. One of the action plan was to assist the membership team in recruitment and retention of physical therapists, physical therapy assistants, student physical therapists, and student physical therapy assistants of all underrepresented groups to be our chapter's members. We also wanted to work on assisting in recruiting members of underrepresented groups for leadership roles within the chapter. Another plan was to advocate and encourage members of underserved groups to serve on committees including the area of education, professional developments, clinical practice and research. We also wanted to work on uh, increasing awareness of physical therapy as a profession in economics and educationally uh, disadvantaged parts of our state and those of minority backgrounds as a choice for care. We're also looking to have a, to create resources for foreign trained therapists coming to Michigan to practice, creating resources to educate physical therapists and students on healthcare disparities among the LGBTQ plus community, also coming up with solutions that can be implemented to make physical therapy experiences more inclusive towards the LGBTQ community, like making more inclusive intake forms, welcoming environment, dialogue, all that, and also to improve their care providing resources to help with identifying their needs within the community. Another action plan was to engage the Michigan physical therapy community, like the practicing clinicians and university in LGBTQ plus advocacy. Another action plan is to establish a mentorship program for both students and professionals, like Robert Burns also mentioned before in his podcast, uh, about the mentorship and I think Andrea Moore also said about that that how crucial it is and uh, as I said before also that what I missed as a foreign trained physical therapist that if I had some sort of mentorship prior to obtaining a job here it would be much more easier for me and last but not least the biggest one is to work with APTA's Minority Affairs Division and the Component Member Diversity Committee to increase resources and collaboration at the national membership level. Thank you for sharing that, Mahir, and thanks for your work on the DEI committee. That's so important, and I'm so happy that we could have you on to talk about that. Do you have any closing thoughts? For me, uh, diversity is, is something I have looked as something it is not me. Diversity for me means different, means how I see 
other person I'm treating, they have different, they have their own personal preferences. They are humans. They want to be treated as human. They have their own uh, life. They have responsibilities. I want to, and I thrive every single day to learn about them, to learn about my clients. I want to see what they need. I want to help them, assist them in their crucial time when they are not feeling well. If I don't understand, if I don't take their individual preference, I think I won't be able to help them the way I should. I think education and awareness is going to help us as a profession also and to we just want to take our profession in the right direction in this global environment and especially in this global pandemic right now we're dealing with. I think just being together and working in the right direction will, will help us a lot. Seeing the person first is so critical in everything that we do. And I can see how that applies to improving diversity, equity, and inclusion as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us, Mahir. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. And I uh, appreciate your team to give me this opportunity to be here and talk about struggle as a foreign education therapist we have. Just wanted to, before we end up this, just wanted to say a little bit. When I actually elected, when I got elected as a Eastern District Director, a lot of friends from my community or the one who are actually foreign educated therapists asked me that how did I get elected? How I became a part of leadership in APTA? Because a lot of them, for them, being a APTA a member is kind of challenging they still don't have a lot of uh, resources there so i think apta and michigan chapter gave me that platform to be outspoken about about the struggles i had and the challenges i had and uh, about the way i came through giving me that platform so i am very honored and very pleasure to be here and again thank you so much for giving me this opportunity i really appreciate that Waves is a podcast of APTA Michigan. It is written, recorded, and produced by Hayden Ray, Andy Wicks, and myself, Katherine Klein. Special assistance from Kyle Delahunt. You can learn more about his work at mathishard.net. Music by Mark Josing. You can hear more of his music at soundcloud.com slash markjosing. Today's guest was Dr. Mahir Trevedi. Waves is available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the show and share it with someone you think may enjoy it. Links to subscribe can be found at aptami.org podcasts or on our social media profiles. Just search for APTAMI Waves. You can also email us at waves at aptami.org. We would love to hear what you thought of this episode and any suggestions you have for future topics. Thank you for listening, and may your documentation always be done on time.